Welcome to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by TireRack.com, WeatherTech, Hum by Verizon, RockAuto.com, State Farm, and AutoTempest.com. Here's your MotorWeek podcast host, Brian Robinson. Hello, welcome to podcast number 182. I'm not John Davis, uh, rather uh, Brian Robinson, filling in for El Supremo this week. Uh, Sorry for all of you that were looking to hear from John, but he's on a well-deserved vacation. Uh, You're stuck with the B team this week. Uh, Helping me get through this is our over-the-edge reporter, Zach Mascow. All hopped up on Mountain Dew. Road test producer, Ben Davis. C-plus team, thanks. All hopped up on Royal Farms Coffee. Uh, Greg Carlos, I'm not uh, sure what you're I'm not, I don't really get hopped up very often. <laughs> and uh, video producer, editor, Joe Lago. Not hopped, uh, I guess I'm hopped up on life. <laughs> Attaboy, Joe. Hopped I feel like I need a hat. I'm hopped up on EMCs. I feel, I feel out of place. I need a ball cap so I can fit in with the rest of the cool kids here. Wow. Your hair well, is first spectacular. Of all, yeah, you don't need a First hat. of all, you won't call them ball caps if you really want to do that. It's true. Good already point. started off on the wrong foot. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, for we should cap. definitely uh, move on. Uh, oh, man. Okay. Let's uh, move on to our usual look at some recent road tests uh, we've done. Uh, first one is a full-size SUV comparison that we recently did with our friends at Cars.com. Why don't you tell us about those, Brian? I went on that one, so yeah, I'll jump right in. Uh, usual suspects, Chevrolet Tahoe and Ford Expedition, as well as a couple Asian contenders, Nissan Armada and Toyota Sequoia. Uh, no big surprise, the Ford Expedition's all new. They got the EcoBoost 3.5 liter in there. Um, so that was the big winner. Uh, maybe the big surprise to me was the uh, Armada came in second. Um, I'm not sure I agreed with that 100%. Um, mainly because they have a new platinum elite something or other interior that was just over the top. I mean, it puts some wild. other it puts some other infinities. I don't to like shame. the so, wrinkly leather look on the door panels, though. The the Armada. You don't have to check the wrinkly leather option. You don't. If you don't <laughs> but want. you know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Because the Infinity has that too. It's like, like they got like baggy leather. leather, leather. Iron, was it really good though? Did but you anyway, like it? Uh, to me, it was a little over the top. I you know, it's. It's definitely nice for that segment, I think. Yeah. I just remembered, and I'm, again, these are all big SUVs, but having driven the Expedition and recently the Armada, the Armada <laughs> drives like a truck, man. Yeah. It that sure does. big. It's terrible. The, In a good uh, way. Yeah, the Tahoe <laughs> that we had had the new uh, sport package, RST, I think, where you can get the 6.2-liter V8, which was phenomenal. Uh, we did some towing as part of the test. And uh, it has the biggest engine, and but when we were towing, we did a mileage loop to, and uh, it got the best mileage of any of the four on the towing, just because that thing will pull anything and just like not even break a sweat. Um, that Ford Expedition got really good mileage without towing anything, but with a trailer on it, and it was working hard. Is it cylinder deactivation in the Tahoe? Yeah, yeah, Is that for sure. Kick in when you're towing. Well, usually when you go into a tow mode, it defaults to that, so it stays mm-hmm. in V8. Right. So most most all the tow so even more that. impressive. Yeah. Um, no real surprise. Toyota Segoy came in last. Uh, ancient vehicle hasn't been updated since it came out in 08, I think, 
We were just trying to figure that out before yeah. we went on the air. Yeah, it looks a long time, man. Along the old tooth fair. Yes, yeah, lots of super hard plastics. What there. iPhone was out in there? The, <laughs> <laughs> the original the thing is, three? The nav <laughs> screen. The original iPhone. The nav screen is like smaller than most people's phones. It was like tiny in the day. Which, like, and the thing was like, we we liked that SUV when it was new. It's not like it's a bad design. It's just old. Yeah, correct. And it'll run doesn't forever. have any of the safety features that other vehicles have. And uh, it just – that and the Armada both, to me, uh, you know, like I said, I kind of like the Tahoe the best myself just because it felt like a real truck, had no problem towing, kind of fall more on the practical side. And that's – you know, the Tahoe and the Expedition both, I mean, when they had that trailer on there, it was like no big deal. You just hook up trailer and go, hardly even know it's back there. Uh, both the Armada and the Sequoia, yeah, they'll pull it, but they don't really enjoy it. They don't, you know. <laughs> I noticed in your test you were complaining about the small side mirrors in the Tahoe, uh-huh. and th- they have to change something about that. Yeah. Across the board, in every vehicle, their their mirrors are just the smallest they can get away with, it seems. Yeah, that was like the only complaint I had about the vehicle because, man, I love that Tahoe. Form over Sounds function. good. Yeah. There's some you know drive-by shots of the Tahoe, and then that V8 sounds good, too. Isn't there a special I exhaust system? I think it had a on the- exhaust on it, yeah, that yeah. comes with the RST package. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Suburban gets now. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, again, Expedition, newest vehicle in the segment. Um, very nice interior, EcoBoost power, all around winner. Can, yeah, I don't think you can argue, really. Yeah. It's nice SUV. Uh, let's move on to something much more exciting Audi TT RS, the uh, highest performance TT we've had yet. Any comments? Would you call it an R four? Yeah, I came up with that, and it sounded better in my head than than when. <laughs> no, I, I agree. It does, it does seem like a mini, yeah. like R eight though, both in styling and just kind of the yeah, yeah, know, that, the image that, it projects. That was exactly my first thought when I hopped in there, man. This is a little baby R eight. It was cool because it it's drove like one too. Sweet, that, that thing was a blast. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I I drove it a little bit too, and I I loved it. It's just, I mean, until I saw the sticker, but I mean, it's it's. Yeah, it's a sweet little car, and you're right. It does have a little bit of that kind of supercar feeling to it, which is cool. Yeah. To me, it easily felt like it could have more, like it was purposely dialed back just to not step on Porsche's toes a little bit. A lot in the, especially through the cone course, the steering feel, throttle response and brake pedal feel Mm. seemed purposely altered to not be as good as they could be in some strange way. Well, uh, yeah, part of that is front engine versus like the Cayman mid-engine. I mean, that's true. You know, immediately going to give you more responsive handling. uh, Yeah, Yeah, true story. We did we did talk about that in the road. As far as Audis go, it seemed like it could have been a little sharper as well. I kind of feel like maybe it could have been too. Like you mentioned the price tag as well. Well, right. That's what we said in the road test. The road test, we're saying all this really nice stuff about we love it, we love it, and then we said, but. You could get a Cayman for the same money. Yeah, and I that's think that's, just that's pretty much the, there. the end note. And yeah. it is based on the MQB architecture, which you think, like, that's the same thing that's under Golfs and Jettas sure, and stuff. Yeah. So, and you if, you're, if you're talking Golf R, you got a little less horsepower there, but you still have all-wheel drive and stuff for a much lower price tag. And, I don't know, they both look pretty aggressive. Speaking of horsepower, 400 from the same 2.5 liter. Uh, it's always been fro- floating around Audi, but it is a much... Uh, Newer version, all aluminum now, so uh, that helps a lot. Does it? Do you still think Beetle when you look at it? Just the shape of it at all? It 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 doesn't look like it's. Yeah, I mean, it's still get enough spoilers and stuff on it. You know. wouldn't say Beetle, but uh, if you've always thought of the TT it, as Beetlesque, it's it's definitely not far off from shapes well, in the past. It looks yeah, but 
a compliment, for, I guess, from the Beetle is that it actually has a lot of space inside. It looks, so it's a small it car, does, for yeah. sure, when you see it outside. But you get in, and it's really – you forget how small it really is. There's a ton of space inside, a ton of tech inside. You get the virtual cockpit. The problem with this specific uh, usage of virtual cockpit is that the backup camera is in the gauges. Yeah. So when you're cranking the wheel at an, any angle and trying to look at the backup camera, you can't really see – what you're supposed that to see. That was strange. So that's a problem. I like how you sit real deep in it and the doors come up real high like a popped collar on a members only jacket. <laughs> you like look over and the door's right there at your shoulder level. I, I actually that hated feeling. that part you of it. You can't put your arm on it, right? Yeah, uh, that's my, my biggest complaint. <laughs> I can't drive like Scrooge. I can't drive like Dave on the track like, anymore. It's but. like you're in Stallone's 50 Merc from uh, <laughs> Cobra <laughs> with a match in your mouth. Sorry. But that's all for safety. I felt safe in it. Safety first. Mm. It was pretty inside, too. And it was fast. I, I mean, like the we color. We beat Audi's estimated zero to 60 time. We, there's we usually like three do. And a half Audi's and we always. Were, they're pretty conservative yeah. with their estimates. But all in all, everyone good. would rather have a Cayman. Yep. Uh, See, I might uh, even rather have a Golf R. It kind of kept hmm. me wanting more. I mean, it handled it was just tons of fun. but For practicality, sure, a Golf R. Sorry to just go over. Strictly for the Audi nah, fans. I mean, that's pretty much what I'm going towards, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right then, Zach, since you're here with us today, hey, why don't night. you tell us a little bit about the Ford F-150 diesel that you have re- uh, recently cool. driven? Cool, Denver, Colorado. It was raining, it was snowing, it was wet, um, <clears throat> but we got to test out the first ever Power Stroke. A uh, little in baby the F-150. in the F one fifty. In the F one fifty. Thank you very yeah. much for that. You would have gotten jumped on. <laughs> yeah, I, I shouldn't People go anywhere. People were firing off stuff the internet <laughs> already, man. Yeah, what are you thinking, man? <laughs> Diesel uh, motor, idiot. three liter V six <laughs> turbo. Uh, I love these little diesels, man. They're they're really cool. Um, Four hundred forty uh, pound feet of torque, and um, it it gets moving absolutely. Um, the main thing that I realized, you know, I mean, I was mainly focused on towing. They took us off road. It, it went through a bunch of mud, um, 25 minutes outside of Denver. Um, so that was cool. But anyway, towing wise, you know, first through all through the gears, it was just really smooth and it would get off the line quick. Um, you know, you, you know, it's there, but it's, it's not, um, you know, it's not like pulling you back or anything like that. How many gears is that ripping through? Is that the 10 speed? Uh, yes. Yeah. Right and uh, every once in a while, um, before I forget, there was some clunkiness going on there. Um, so I don't really know what's what's going on with that. But going up hills, you got to make sure you keep your momentum up. Um, otherwise, you're not really going to gain speed, but you're not going to lose any either. Um, it just struggles a little bit going up those hills. Um, so I, you know, I guess for somebody that's going to be doing it every day, you might think twice. But if you're a guy driving to work on the on, during the week and you want to get 30 miles per gallon. In the uh, two by four, you can do that. So, yeah, similar to the V, uh, the diesel and the Ram, it's not the you can't max tow with it. The max towing still comes with the five liter V eight, right? Which yeah. is kind of surprising to me. But. And we were at five fifty five hundred pounds horse trailer, and I really wouldn't want to go too much higher than that. You know, was, that's pretty light for a horse trailer, pretty small <clears throat> trailer. I, I'm not I a, think it's rated at like ten plus, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, for the fleet trucks, it's eleven thousand four hundred, a little bit less than that for huh. us peons. Um, but I don't know. You know. Going a little bit above that, you know, you'd probably be no problem. But I would, I wouldn't push it. Not personally. daily, anyway. No. But you know, eighteen. I wrote it down because I know I forget. Eighteen miles in the city, 
25 um, on the highway, 21 combined for the four-wheel drive. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the 30 miles per gallon thing is pretty cool, but are a lot of people buying rear-wheel drive? I guess if you're not trucks? in the snow belt. In the south, yeah, in the south you know? for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, but, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I definitely think that's something to be proud of. Um, I did a quick little mileage loop, <laughs> and I actually think you could get, get above 30. So I'm curious to see what, what people start saying that they get with it. Yeah. Is that what you, if you were to buy an F-150 <clears throat> right now, would you check that box? Considering it costs $4,000. 4000 more oh. dollars over Ouch. it. Uh, and the diesel starts in the Lariat, which is 42410 So you can't get it on the cheaper dollars trims. to start, correct. Yeah. you got to start there and then add the four grand on top of that. So. You probably don't get a... Uh a branded dash like you do in the Ram 1500. You have to do it yourself. <laughs> I can't let that go. But at the press event, they did have Ford branded in our um, hot dog buns. So that was pretty sweet. Wow. You I just borrow gonna, that and put it in the dash. Yeah. Damn. I'm going to take a picture of that, but I forgot. Mm. Unfortunately. But yeah, cool truck. I mean, awesome engine. I I like it a lot. But uh, I guess, you know, it all depends on, on what you're doing. And then when you're at that price point, you might be considering something else. Could you uh, tune it and roll coal? And <laughs> I would never roll coal. I'm sure you they, could I do. think Asking that's illegal in some states now, right? <laughs> I think Maryland might have made that illegal. I think Maryland passed a law that makes rolling coal legal. Yeah, we, we support that law. All those diesels have, like, easy, you know, Tunes that they give you like 200 more pound feet of torque, so I imagine yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess just, that is one. Just of the hope you don't of... care about your manufacturer warranty. <laughs> True. Well. So, uh, what else have you been up to when you're not driving cool F 150s? When I'm not driving cool F 150s, I'm driving cool restored Land Rover Defenders that are imported from Europe. Uh, we were down in Kiss Me, Florida. I had an issue with that word, by the way. Kissimmee. Kissimmee. Yeah. Which one do you think it is? Kissimmee. Because that's how they say it, right? I don't know. I it's can't whatever, remember right whoever now, said it first. Just say that <laughs> city outside of Orlando. So anyway, I hope I said it correctly on TV. <clears throat> but if not, you know. Yeah. You'll get a, we'll file well, it with know. your Power Stroke hate know. mail. So, uh, yeah, we did an over-the-edge story down there. It's called East Coast Defender. Um, these guys grew up in Britain, and they were best friends. Uh, the one guy moved to the States. He brought over two Land Rovers. He quickly sold them. He figured out he was up to something. These guys had some beers together, and they said, hey, why don't we just restore Land Rovers and sell them to people? So they made it a big thing, and now they've got a bunch of employees. They did $8 million in sales, I think. They started oh, at $200,000. Oh, so I think these cost one hundred and eighty to three hundred thousand dollars. So the one that I drove was Kent Bazemore. He's an NBA player. Couldn't tell you who he plays for, but I got to drive his Defender uh, LS3 Corvette Killer. under the hood. Uh, really cool looking truck. I mean, whole Corvette, huh? <laughs> so they're not just restored. They're like they're modded. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Are they all? Do they all have like an American V8 in them? Most or? of them have Chevys. Um, they pretty much do Chevy V8s, whether it's a 5.3 liter from Silverado, uh, LS1, LS3. Uh, that's pretty much what they're going with because the engines that they came with were so anemic. It's like 80 horsepower or something. So it just would not work right now. Duramax. They do 90s or the 110s? They do 90s. They do the 110s. That's the bread and butter right. of them. But, you know, I'm sure they do special orders. Um, 
And uh, I saw a shot from your segment, the jump seats in the back, like the whatever the safari seats or whatever they call them. They mm-hmm. like had diamond stitched leather yep. and all kinds no, of things. So, so they keep the original, like I guess it's a choice, but you can keep the original seating pattern, but then get like amazing, you know, quilted exactly. leather on them. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like if you're going in to, to buy a Bentley, you know, very bespoke. You sit there, you choose every single thing that you want. You flip through a magazine and you can get something very, very similar to something somebody else's truck but they'll never let you get something that's exactly the same so every single one's completely different they bring them over um, they check out the chassis if they can reuse it they will spray it and this and that if it's completely rotted out you know they'll do another one Um, the main thing that people are buying here is the story of the truck was it on a farm you know they try to get trucks that have a lot of records to go with them and um, because they did sell them here for a very short period yeah i remember when i first started working here we had a that white one yeah Oh yeah, red, yeah, red and white Defender ninety. Yeah, was that an nice. exciting time when we got? When I the first Defender. started, everything was black and white, and there was no <laughs> cell phones. Man, you wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so, are these things That's still your life problems? <laughs> black and white, no <laughs> cell phones. Got a flip phone. <laughs> the word extreme were these things like all? Were they all like donked out with like twenty inch rims and stuff, or were they still off road? You know, rigs. You know, the ones that were there were <laughs> actually off road capable looking rigs. You know. You get inside of them, and, and it's still got a very, um, you know, it just feels like you're driving something that's meant to go off-road. The suspension's, like, off-road ready. Driving it on the street, it's very, very obvious. You know, you got to make sure that you don't do any sudden movements or anything, like flip the thing. Very um, agricultural. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But the pedals in there is weird. It took me, as soon as I got in it, I had to pull out of this really tight spot and make a left turn because we were going in the woods to uh, get some drive-bys of it. And I'm pulling out, and the brake is where a clutch would be, and the gas is where the brake would be. Yeah. So I almost biffed it in front of everybody, <laughs> <laughs> everybody there that was watching me take so off wait, in this so are 3, these right? Are they right-hand drive, or machine. what's the... Um, all left-hand drive. I think they said they might have done one right-hand drive. But, but, the, everybody, but the pedals are in the wrong place. Everybody wants left-hand place. drives. No, it's just where they are in the pedal box. They're just in an awkward Position. Oh, so they're yeah. still in the correct order. They're yeah. just in a different location. Yeah, I mean, everything is, but they're just moved over. Just so. a little caddy wonk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm assuming they're all automatics. Do they use a GM transmission then to go with the GM? Motor? All autos, and yeah, they do. I think they, they all swap over. Hmm. Um, but no, I mean, really cool-looking cool looking stuff. I'd, I'd probably – I wouldn't mind a couple of them being in my garage. But I ever pay the price for them – I don't know about that. Yeah, would, would you buy one of those or what was that? Uh, that AMG four by four squared we had. Yeah, yeah. G wagon. I'd do that. That's an awesome rig for the yeah. money, man. Yeah, but I, they also told me the main reason that they're doing what they do is people they don't want to blend in with all the the, the LR4s mm-hmm. and the G wagons and stuff like that. These are people that want to be different. I was like, I don't really, you know, I wouldn't want to daily drive this thing. And he was like, Oh, some people do. I wouldn't really want to daily drive one. Hmm. <laughs> Suspension's not there. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, it's a lot going on. You got to think when you're driving. They're more like tractors than cars. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. That, I, that's pretty much what I'm looking for. Yeah. Most uh, British things are. But very clean. I mean, you know, backup cameras, wireless charging, uh, expensive leather. You know, the, it had a Momo steering wheel on, on Kent Bazemore's. Um, really cool stuff. Uh, they have their own paint shop. They have, uh, I can't remember how many employees. they got a few dozen employees. They have this huge building called the Rover Dome. 
And, you know, each each door that you go through in this business park is big paint booth and where they do all the motors, where they do tear down. So it was really cool to be there and check everything out. And, I mean, these guys were working hard. They seemed busy. Sounds interesting. Can't wait to see it. They got a bunch of high-end clients. You can tell. Eight million Waiting a year. Too? I don't know. Probably. Probably so. We'll just say yes. Same. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go yes. <laughs> I'd go for a singer. Like it. Sounds as cool as that sounds. I think I'd go singer Porsche hmm. if I had I the money. I don't think those are those are a lot more expensive than that, though, aren't they? How much? I think that's somewhat comparable because it starts at like 180 and goes up to 300. Oh yeah, I mean you could probably get. I'd have to recheck the prices, but right. singers are like probably eight, more expensive. Six, seven, but yeah. You can get back to us on the next podcast with that one. Yeah. Singers, sorry, we're wasting. Look them up. Could be a time. <laughs> uh, let's move on to where uh, viewer question from John. I'm assuming it's not John Davis emailing us from uh, wherever he's at right now. But <laughs> no, I, I, I redact just, oh. the last names for you know security purposes. Uh, I got you. <laughs> Probably a good thing. You should get a phone in question with a voice changer. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what car to buy. Yeah. John wants to know uh, he watches every week and he sure does enjoy our show. Thank you for that, John. Uh, Uncle John, I should say. My question is what sports car or sporty car would you recommend that gets good gas mileage, approximately in the high 20s, low 30s, or better? We all probably have our favorites. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and go ahead and say GTI. I was going to say, everybody, I was thinking Miata would That's be the answer. That's where I thought everybody would go The answer is always Miata. Yeah. Um, I, I also, <laughs> no matter what the question is. I, I also <laughs> thought, um, what I couldn't remember um, what the Toyota 86 got in fuel economy, but you got to think it's probably in the mid-20s, right? Yeah, that That's thing a, had a high, a high uh, I mean, yeah. it tacked high. I mean, you're doing touchy. 80 miles an and hour, that, four grand yeah, on the right, highway. Right, yeah. That flat four is not the most efficient engine either, but it's probably mid tw- mid 20s. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely fun. Jetta, you could throw in there too. I think it's. But if you got the GLI, which will eventually come out, I'm sure you're still getting mid to high. What about 20s. the uh, Fiat 500 Abarth? Oh, that no, is fun. fun. Yeah, you can I snap up it. a Fiesta or a Focus probably. before it's too late. Yeah. Uh, yeah. even ah, Fiesta, you're right. Fiesta ST, yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. That was a lot of fun. Even Camaro and Mustang uh, the with the Turbo Wars. Yeah, I was going to say, I was waiting to bad. see if somebody yeah. would mention EcoBoost Mustang. That's one of that our gets right well-liked cars. See, we haven't I, dri- I haven't driven a Camaro Ford Turbo 4 yet. Uh, no. would love to, but we've driven the Mustang, so I'd have to defer to the Mustang just because that's the only yeah. Turbo 4 I've driven. Well, it depends on how much money he has. I mean, don't the uh, base... Cayman and Boxster get like high twenties. I mean, I know they're not like you know. No, nah, I think they're like mid twenties. Yeah. yeah, high twenties is is pretty remarkable for a sporty car, really. Well, John, there's a few ideas for you. Anybody else have any? Miata's more? always the answer. That's always the answer, no matter what the Maybe question the new is. Corolla hatchback coming out. <laughs> I like that Miata we have outside. That green color, BBSs, mm-hmm. car seats. Now you're gonna have to put a picture of that on here. That's all right. Uh, I got a I got a picture okay. of it. Uh-huh. If you're watching the video podcast, get an i8. I, thought, <laughs> I was going to say that is, that is true and how much is it used off lease i8 you know how much, how much can you get a used i8 for BMW be worth it anyone have a rant or rave oh. <laughs> I have I guess I have kind of rave you were talking about Singer Porsches which are the e- extremely expensified modified restored air cooled expensified there was there was an article in in there's an article in haggerty uh this week where a guy took a 
a pretty rotted out like old like i don't know 60s 70s 9-11 and got an ev conversion on it mm-hmm. and it was an all-electric 9-11 now he said they put new brakes and uh like brakes and suspension out of a newer porsche but the whole powertrain was ev and i thought that they might be on to something there's there. an ev lump you can get for air-cooled beetles too that slaps right. right in the back with a battery pack up front it's pretty wild right and so i you know i know that might be sacrilegious to some guys but i don't know i like it's the cool, idea man. of giving of of ev retro engine swaps for for old cars like that especially and, if you see one plugged at like the front right rows. right you're at you're at you know whole foods and there's a nine there's a you know 70s 911 window drop cow bug with a slider roof or a carmen Ghia. Oh, stop it now! So, so anyways, though, I I'm I'm raving about that. I like the idea of, of I'd wear that ball EV cap. converted, yeah, exactly. Of EV converted uh, <laughs> old cars. I don't think it's like sacrilegious or anything. I mean, I don't know if you're going to. Would convince you drive an EV Javelin? I would if it was fast. Uh-huh. I mean, if it was fast enough. Joe, you would drive it. <laughs> no, you're not a hundred percent driver. Yeah. You're, you're not, not lying to yourself. Uh-huh. If it had no motor, you'd still sit in it. <laughs> Be like you the Flintstones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That might be the way of the future for hot rod. It would be cool. Battery-powered retro fits. And the thing is, if it's a collector car, you don't need to have like a 300 or 200-mile range because, what, you're taking it to a show and you're taking it back home. You're not going to be commuting mm-hmm. in, a, in a classic car probably. So, you know, I, I think you could get away. I think, you know, 150 miles to a charge would be more than enough would, for a classic safety, car. Safety, though, I'm thinking about with – putting a battery in there and then if you were to get into an accident with it Ooh. and all that heavy metal well not to mention steel, smash saved through like it. emergency emergency responders I mean, would real, know though. that you're electrified let's True. be real you yeah. have to figure out how to tell them that's that. it i don't like this idea you anymore. wreck a 63 Special bug tag. you're gonna be dead whether it's gas powered or Whoa, that's a solid no, point like, <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah but you don't want to kill other people oh well i guess you're that's a second. I still uh, well, like the great. idea. Let's just finish this podcast yeah, really. before so more people die. we're about EV cars and how they can potentially kill you. Do you wish uh, that Turbo S uh, had an exhaust button? Yes. All right. Well, if you just put it in the Sport Plus. It I mean, yeah, you hear it open up, but I want more. Like, I want an extra. You can tell. There's, like, the dead button for it. That, it could be so that quick. That valve is loud when you got the top down. That intake I, draw gets pretty mm, loud, too. My, it's the first awesome. time I heard it, I thought I broke something. Uh, all right, we're good. <laughs> Doing job bots. I think it's Dave coming across the walkie. <laughs> Look at <laughs> <laughs> saying stuff to me, but you know, it's the intake or the turbo blowing off. Just end the podcast. We got to end this right <laughs> now. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, host we all forgot we were in a podcast there for a minute, but uh, we will close it now. Thanking our uh, audio engineer, Jim Bigwood, our Thank podcast Jim. creator, Bob Mixter. Thank you, Bob. And of course, producer, Joe Lago. Um, thanks. thanks for watching thanks for tuning in be sure and check us out all the usual places including uh, all of our social media outposts thanks for tuning in you've been listening to the podcast of motor week television's original automotive magazine motor week is made possible by TireRack.com, weathertech hum by verizon rockauto.com state farm and autotempest.com For additional information on podcasts, videos, and showtimes, visit our website at motorweek.org. And watch MotorWeek, television's longest-running automotive magazine series, each week on your local PBS station.